It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Thursday, October 19th, with your hosts, Ray, uh, that's me, and, and, and apparently my son has more than one collared shirt. Um, that's, uh, that's my handsome son, Zach. How are you today, handsome? I am doing great, Dad. How are you doing? Happy Thursday to you. Well, it is a happy Thursday because, well, I don't need to get a loan. And apparently, if I needed to get one, I would have a hard time if I was looking to get an auto loan. We are going to kick today's show off with the auto finance update. Here we go. The industry publication, Auto Finance News. This is their homepage, gang. Ally financial originations declined 14% year over year. Citizens auto portfolio falls under $10 billion. U.S. bank originations fall 63% year over year. We're going to click into these. We're going to talk about it in just a second. The writing is no longer on the wall. How do I go with it? The writing is no longer on the wall. It, the, it has been spoken. Uh, well, how about, how about <laughs> you've read between the tea leaves and the writing is on the wall? <laughs> Dad, these banks... They're just they're they're looking at their their ability to generate profit, and they are stopping originations of auto loans down sixty three percent year over year. That is huge. Well, why is that? It, 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 did it say it in the article which you didn't share with me? Uh, of course, it says it, Dad. It says it because they can lend that money elsewhere and make more money. It's less risky for them to lend that money elsewhere. Delinquency okay, so- rates are through the roof. Uh, def- defaults are through the roof. Repossessions are through the roof. These banks are making business decisions to stop lending to consumers for autos. But there are plenty of other institutions that are still still deep into auto lending, credit unions being one, um, mm-hmm. captive lenders for your major, uh, major brands being another. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even though they're, they're, a year over year are down, you know, they're still making loans to people with good credit. Now it might be more difficult for people with less than stellar credit. Um, but the amount of car loans out there is, is, uh, is not really going down. Um, I I hear you there, but banks are becoming much more selective. We see this even in the Fed data on approval ratings. The approval ratings for auto loans are the lowest they've been, or the most, yeah, the the approval aspect is the lowest, but the actual rejection rate is the highest it's been in decades. The ability for the American consumer to get their hands on an approval to buy an auto, specifically auto, is dwindling. And part of this is because of delinquencies, Dad. Here is the section of the article, the Ally article, talking about consumer credit on watch, not just autos, but consumer credit in general. Uh Credit performance and rising delinquencies, quote, remain a watch, one of the senior leaders said, as the rate of past due loans picked up in Q3. Auto loans and leases 30 days uh, plus past due rose to 3.85%, a quarter of a percent, 25 basis points Mm -hmm. up sequentially, and almost a whole percentage point up year over year. Delinquencies 90 days past due ticked up about a tenth of a percent uh, quarter over quarter and a third of a percent year over year to more than 1%, while net charge-offs landed at 1.85%, an increase of 53 basis points, a half percent sequentially and nearly or eight tenths of a percentage point 
year over year. The bank's allowance for auto loan losses made up a coverage ratio of 3.62% or $3.1 billion. Ally Financial is setting aside 3.62% of what they've got, knowing that it's not going to come due. And they're one of the largest auto lenders in the space. And at the same exact time, they are choosing to originate materially less loans year over year. Okay, That's a sign so, of what the future holds for us trying to get you know, auto loans. So what it says to me, if I can read between the tea leaves um, and, and, uh, and see if the handwriting's on the, uh, on the blackboard today, um, yeah. if I can read between the tea leaves, what it says to me is, is that if you don't have prime credit, it's going to be much more difficult for you to get a loan. We we will we will strongly consider those that have good credit and have had good credit, and we will we will are less likely to consider you for a car loan if you have something that falls below top tier credit. So what what I see is that yes, they're going to become much more selective as to who they approve loans for, um, which would indicate to me that that lending institutions like Santander, uh, C- uh, Credit Acceptance Corporation, Westlake Financial, those that that um, do business in the subprime space, mm-hmm. they'll either they'll either have to pick up the slack for these prime banks that that no longer want the the more questionable iffy customers or it'll just become virtually impossible for people with iffy credit to get a car loan because even Westlake and Santander and Credit Acceptance Corporation are going to look a little harder at these people before they agree to make a loan. Now, the flip side to all this dad the fact that consumers are struggling to get approved for credit would be the fact that these banks are making up for it with floor plan. So that is an interesting dynamic in all of this, Dad. Mm. You have a consumer lending side and you have a business lending side. Sure. Bad news on the consumer lending side, great news for the banks on the business lending side. On the commercial side, Allies floor plan outstandings tallied $14.9 billion, up 2.1% quarter over quarter, and an astounding 38% year over year. For those of you that are unfamiliar, Pops, can you please explain what floor plan is, why dealers hate it, and why Ally loves it? Well, floor plan is the line of credit that dealerships uh, um, set up with lending institutions to pay for their inventory, uh, especially their new car inventory, when it gets invoiced to them from the manufacturer. And and the bank turns around and forwards that money to the manufacturer, and then the dealership starts paying interest on that. Now, you know, three years ago, when when interest rates were like close to zero, floor plan costs were close to zero, and today, um, floor plan costs the, the interest rates are probably somewhere between six and a half and seven percent for floor plan interest today. Um, Inventory is growing back up and the vehicles that the dealers are getting are the more expensive high profit margin vehicles from the manufacturers. So it doesn't take as many cars in inventory to hit your floor plan max. Um, You know, if, if, 
if 90% of what you're getting is the real expensive stuff. Um, so yeah, the ally loves that. It, it, their dealers are having to pay them more interest and every month. And the dealers are, if they'd like to stay in business, because if they don't, then they go out of trust and then the bank um, cancels their floor planning and uh, then it becomes impossible to stay in business. It's a bit of a vicious cycle. So dealer pays more for sitting inventory. Dealer has more expensive inventory that's sitting longer. What causes inventory to sit longer, especially the expensive inventory? Lack of availability. Well, well, honestly, price doesn't even matter that much when you can finance on 96-month terms. For a lot of people, it's monthly payment, not out-the-door price. So I guess my point here, Dad, is dealer has expensive inventory that costs them too much in floor plan because they can't sell it. Yes. The solution would be obviously like cheaper prices, but typically it would just be access to credit. All right, $75,000 pickup truck. But if I can extend that out over 120 months, maybe you can convince me to buy the doggone thing. Well, what's the other, what was the headline we led with? Banks are choosing not to lend to consumers. It seems like, what's the opposite of a virtuous cycle? It seems like a, a, a nefarious cycle, a bad cycle. Maybe nefarious is not the right word, but a bad cycle for the industry because you, you take away uh, credit availability, you're ultimately just going to lead to vehicles sitting around longer and longer and longer, which I guess the bank doesn't really care because they're still making money, but the dealer is going to be the one ending up, you know, kind of in a, in a rock and a hard place. Oh, yeah. The dealer is the one that's going to feel it. You know, it, this is an opportunity for the banks to make more money off of dealerships than, than they're concerned with making money off of consumers. Um, so, yeah, the, the the dealer is a consumer in a sense um, because they're they're generating uh, income for the bank, uh, and and there's usually less less risk associated with having a floor plan line of credit than there is with making a consumer loan, uh, especially to someone who, let's say, their credit score falls in the the low to mid six range um you know the bank is going to feel better off lending the money to the dealer than they would to the customer yeah the dealer they want to sell the damn cars um but everybody has and when i say everybody between the manufacturers and the dealers they have pretty much agreed that they're going to concentrate on the 17% of the population that feels as if they can still afford to buy a new car. And typically that 17% of the population is people with higher incomes and better credit. Now that's not to say everybody that has a high income handles their credit well, because I can't tell you how many times we had doctors come in that were making a half a million, $750,000 a year and had the worst damn credit scores you had ever seen. But for the most part, the majority of those people that are high earners typically have high credit scores. So if, if the, if the decision's been made just to concentrate the business towards those people, uh, you know, I think everybody says to themselves, I think we can get by. Um, it's it's when that 17% starts to say, uh, you know, I, 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 I think I'll take a pass at the moment. Um, and so far, 
the manufacturers and many of the dealers have not seen enough people taking a pass. Now, that's not to say they won't eventually. Um, you know, um, I was just working on something with you for one yep. of our dealer partners that they have some inventory that I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess has been sitting either longer than they would like to be or is more expensive than they would like to be. And they want to they want to offer it up to a broader swath of the population in order to try and move it. So apparently they're seeing some resistance to some of this. Look at, look at this, Pops. This is from exactly what you're saying. Our dealer partner, 2022 Ford F-150 XLT, 275 days on the lot. Literally was on the phone with this dealership group just the other day, and they're begging us to find ways to sell this truck. They just want to get rid of it. You can't blame them, right? 275 days on the lot. How much money do they have invested in this? Yeah, Yeah, it's costing them an arm and a leg. So yeah, the special promo we're running on cars.com right now. We're finding dealers who are literally contacting us and saying, we need help. We need help. We have cars that we can't sell. It was here in the chat, Dad. Look at this message. Let me find it. Where did it go? Someone had mentioned there was a dealer in their area that has uh, two 2022 jeep wranglers sitting around or gladi i mean these dealers have stuff that's just sitting yes. absolutely sitting yes and then, and and then on the other side the banks aren't approving the loans and the banks are charging materially more for the floor plan and yeah everyone's saying for 2022 not at that price i hear you guys this dealers i hate to say it but like they're screwed they got 2022 sitting around they just gotta find ways I mean, if you were running a dealership then and you still had 2022s and it's October of 2023, what the hell are you doing? You're finding any way to sell stuff, right? Well, well, what I'm doing is I'm not letting it get to that point in the first place. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm from my years at the Penske organization and, and working for Mr. Penske and, and the fact that, that um, he didn't want any of the new car franchises to have previous model year cars after the end of December. So I knew that. Well, I started making arrangements to get rid of those vehicles starting in October. You know, it seemed like if you start in October, oh, you you could say, don't worry, we got plenty of time to get rid of these cars. No, you only have 90 days. So I started in October by marking those vehicles down by by taking shorter deals on them. The key is to not allow yourself to get in that position in the first place. The key is to actually manage your inventory. Um, that's literally that's what sales managers get paid to do. Most of them don't quite understand that. You yeah. know, they think they just get paid to make profit. Well, sometimes you're making profit for a dealership when you lose money selling something because it's cheaper to lose money selling it today than it is to continue paying interest on it, hoping that you sell it in the next 90 days. So it's inventory management. You don't allow yourself to get in that position. You see what where the market's headed and and you beat you beat it to that market. You, you, you just, you have to keep your eyes open. You have to keep your eyes on the ball. Um, yeah. What are they going to do? Uh, I'll tell you what they're going to do. I'll tell you what, what John, our area vice president used to always say, 
If somebody hasn't said yes yet, it's only because you haven't lowered the price enough yet. So they're just going to have to keep lowering the price until somebody finally says, okay, that represents a good enough value that I will now say yes. Now, how much they might have to lose to do that, it's irrelevant because that thing ain't going up in value every day. It continues to go down in value every day. So the 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 smallest loss will be selling it today than if they're still sitting on that thing 90 more days from now. We are running the promotion with that dealer group. They've got these vehicles. They want to get rid of them. Uh, go to the website, caredge.com. Then you end up having a call with our team. I, you, we got them to agree up to prices for the next five days. If those five days goes by and those cars aren't sold, I would not be surprised <laughs> if we're saying, hey, the promotion got extended. And here's the deal, gang. The prices went down a little bit more. This goes back to the principles that we preach on this show all the time. If you don't need to buy a thing, don't, because eventually, as more and more consumers resist these high prices, they will force the prices to go down. We are picking up on that with the banks that are quitting the auto lending space. 63% decline in originations for U.S. Bank. 13% decline for Ally. Under $10 billion in originations or in, in, uh, in loans for, for citizens. We are seeing the consumer side of this market weaken, which will force prices to come back down. So even, even with us here trying to figure out ways to help these dealers out, help the dealers that play by good rules, that don't take advantage of customers, all that stuff, still makes sense. If you don't need to do it, wait. It just puts more and more pressure on them to lower the prices. It's supply and demand. And when floor plan costs are as high as they are right now, it just forces them to push those prices down. You know, when, when supply was low and demand was high, the uh... The, the dealers, many, many of the dealers uh, took it upon themselves to rake their customers over the coals. Um, and now in, in the cases where it's being reversed, I don't want to necessarily suggest that it's the customer's opportunity to rake the dealer over the coals, <laughs> but, but, but it is the customer's opportunity to rake the dealer over the coals. And you know, if you're if you're going to be greedy and take advantage of customers um, when when you have that opportunity, then it's only fair that the customer does the same to you. Unless, of course, you were a dealer who wasn't greedy, who didn't try to take advantage of the situation, who remained true to what his 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 moral compass was. I want to make a profit. I want to make a fair profit. I don't want to. I don't want to gouge my customers in order to make that profit. So, if you were one of the dealers that said, "Yeah, I'm going to gouge," then, you know, I, I, I want. I want the customer to do the same to you. Now that you're screaming, you need help moving it. Well, guess what? The customer is going to tell you, right, "You got to come down another ten grand." You know. We're, I, I need a I need a negative ten thousand dollar market adjustment on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I need a I, negative ten thousand dollar. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love. Let's let's actually because it ties in with this pops. Let's go to our favorite segment of the show because I, I I promise you it'll it'll continue this conversation. Okay, really? You've got to be kidding me. So earlier today over on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, I saw this tweet from Chris Hatch. Okay. I just checked the trade-in value of my 2020 Tesla Model X. $83,400 in September 2022. $44,400 in October 2023. I replied, wow, what happens in two to three years when customers want to get rid of a, uh, into a newer vehicle 
and they realize they are more than $20,000 under water. That's another aspect in this, Dad, of banks choosing to not approve auto loans. Harder to get that auto loan approved when you're trading in that Tesla that's 20, 30, 40, maybe even, I don't know, God forbid, $50,000 underwater. Yeah, some of these people are 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 going to are going to be swimming with Jacques Cousteau, okay? <laughs> I mean, you know, and uh, and they're going to need they're going to need scuba gear and and deep sea diving gear gear. Um yeah, it's just we we've said it before. I, I nobody does dynamic pricing quite like Tesla does, you know, in order to maintain sales and their and their market share. Well, when you do what they've done over the past year, um, which is to have um, dropped the price in some cases, what, 25, 30% on models. Well, that, I'm trying to think of a nice way to put this. That screws your previous customer. Okay. You know, we, we talked the other day about the uh, um, optimal um, uh, lubrication for customers. Well, yep. Lubrication Everyone, excellence. Yeah, lubricant excellence. Well, well, you know, uh, Tesla needs to figure that out because <laughs> they 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 have screwed a number of their customers chasing because Tesla's chasing market share and they want to dominate the market. So I get what they're doing, but the but the side effect of that is really negative for the customers that bought vehicles a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. It is dramatically dropping the value of their vehicles. Absolutely. And, and it's, you know, that's nothing new to the car business, but for for that Tesla owner that bought it at top dollar to see what it's worth today, uh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be frightening. And and it's, and I guess the Tesla owner will justify it by saying, well, I'm keeping it for 10 years anyway, and all the savings from fuel and everything else will more than compensate for the loss in value of the vehicle. Okay. I guess you could do the same thing when your stocks go down and you can say, well, it, it can, it, it will, it will positively impact my taxes due because <laughs> of the losses that I can show. You know, if you can justify anything if you want to. Um, it, the, the sad reality is, 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 is those people were screwed because Tesla is chasing market share and sales volumes that they that they might not have been able to get to had they not dropped the prices 25 mm -hmm. or 30%. Pops, we've got here from Zario. Tesla financing didn't even come with gap coverage. Vehicle Virgin's YouTube channel said he's underwater $55,000. Whoa. Wow. Well, you, Whoa. You, 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 you certainly got to hope if you're him that he never drives through any type of salt water um that, that 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 the vehicle is is not sitting under a tree during a a thunderstorm or a high wind event um and he's got to hope that nobody ever runs into him because the insurance company is only going to pay what the market well they don't even usually pay what market value is they pay less than market value and and if he's $5500 $55000 flipped 
Well, that comes from him. He's got to make that up. And and I don't know how to break it to anybody, but you ain't rolling that into your next car. <laughs> Not in today's market. Um <laughs> You know, but but oh. perhaps perhaps you know he could he could ask Elon to front it for him. I don't know, pops. We actually had a car dealership guy over on that social media website as well. Put this out just the other day. Expected big rise in auto insurance fraud in 2024. Tons of auto loans from 2020 2021 are severely underwater. People aren't able to trade these cars in. There's too much negative equity to roll into a new loan. People won't carry these loans forever. I imagine. You're thinking the same exact thing. Um, yes. Um, if you don't have, I, I, you know, I read something, I think it was yesterday about penetration of finance and insurance products. Mm-hmm. And, and gap insurance is only running at about 12% penetration. Wow. And, and based on what people have been paying for these vehicles, um, that number should probably be closer to 85 or 90 percent. Okay. What gap insurance at least does for you is it helps you in case you find yourself in one of these situations if anything were to happen to your vehicle. And more and more people are finding themselves in this situation. So it, if you if you didn't take advantage of purchasing gap insurance when you got into your new car knowing that you were paying too much and and you know let's face it most people they don't like to put a lot of money down so if 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 people were even paying MSRP Okay, and the average transaction price was fifty thousand dollars, and you can add ten percent for for fees. That's fifty five thousand dollars, and and most people don't like to put a lot of money down. So let's say they put ten percent down, you know, thinking they're in in a good position. Well, that loan is still for MSRP. There is a margin built into that vehicle. And the minute you drive that vehicle off the lot, it loses value. Now, yeah. does it lose as much value today as it had in the past? In the past, it would be it would lose about 20% of its value the minute you drove it off the lot. Today, it, it probably loses closer to 10 to 15%. So if people put down 10% when they bought the car, they're already upside down the moment they drove off the lot. So that they they really need to protect themselves with something as fundamental as gap insurance. Uh, yeah, it's you know, insurance fraud. I mean, what are they? If there's not really going to be insurance fraud, people are going to claim that their car was stolen or their car was totaled or whatever it is. It doesn't matter if you don't have gap insurance. Somebody has going to be on the hook for the difference between what the yeah. insurance company paid and what you still owe. And that person that's going to be on the hook for that is you. Okay. That's who the bank comes to because that's who, that's who agreed to the terms and conditions of the loan you did. So they're still coming to you for that. You're going to be making payments of, to yeah. that bank for a car you don't even have anymore. I want to just pull it up because you're talking about gap insurance if you just Google search gang, gap insurance space 
car edge one word car edge our guide to gap insurance the gap trick all that fun stuff it is all there back on caredge.com sometimes you forget we have literally 100 plus free resources back on caredge.com including on topics such as this that are pretty complex so please 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 go take a peek at it that that being said Dan. Yes. Do you want? Do you want? Can I shock you? Can I shock you with something I haven't talked to you about yet today? Um, well, you haven't talked to me about most things yet today. So yeah, yeah. Anything you say will pretty much be a shock. There is a social media platform owned by the one and only Mr. Elon Musk, and yeah. Dad. He replied to a tweet that actually has Car Edge data on it. Wow. So there was a, yeah, pretty pretty neat moment this morning. This analysis shows that roughly 30% of F-150 Lightning vehicles ever manufactured are currently unsold. There was an analysis done, and they used the Car Edge website to pull the numbers. And Elon Musk replied, wow. There you go. You think Elon's aware of us? I think he must be. Well, I don't know if he's aware of us, but you certainly made him go wow. You know, <laughs> which is which is which is kind of special because there's many times he makes me go wow. Yeah. <laughs> where where I say the same thing. Um, you know, whether it be the way they price the test, whatever it be. So I think it's I think it's great that that uh, um Elon was reduced to a one three-letter word in response to a tweet that that had um, valuable information from Car Edge. Um, it means a lot. It means it means really that that we are making inroads within the industry. Um, That's so right. for so for the uh, uh, the founder of Tesla to be aware of us now. Um, that's a pretty remarkable thing. So congratulations to you, young man. Um, you, I, I don't want to say you've made it when Elon says, wow, but, but you're, you're in the process of making it. <laughs> appreciate that, Pops. Absolutely appreciate that. Again, we are running a special promotion for one of our dealer partners. They've got trucks they are trying to get rid of. If you are interested in any of them, there is free nationwide delivery. If you're in Hawaii or Alaska, we'll have to get a quote to make sure we can pay for all of that. That being said, Free nationwide delivery. It's through Car Edge. You don't ever talk to a salesperson. You never have to show up to the dealership. There are 14 of them. All right. 14 vehicles they're trying to move. They came to us. They said, Zach, we got to get rid of these things. So can you help us? We got the prices down. We're trying to see if we can help them. If you are interested, again, nationwide, there's no BS, no fees, no add-ons or anything like that. Nationwide, the, the, the 48 contiguous states. Please. We will get quotes for Alaska and Hawaii. If it's not too crazy i'll probably approve it i just want to sell cars i want to get people cars in a way that we feel proud of and the fact that we've got a dealer that we're working with that says yeah pretty much if you guys want to do it the car edge way do it the car edge way i like that so i'm i'm out dad we did the sales event and we helped that dealership sell 25 cars in that one day and we lost 25 grand 20 grand how much did it cost us 20 25 grand okay well you know that's a lot to be proud of (laughs) Okay, but you know, it's to prove points. It's to prove points. I, That's I get it. I get it to prove a point. I I, I think, I, and points are wonderful things to be proven. I get that. Um, but but I also get just between you, me, and the almost 1,800 people that are watching, um, certain points don't need to be proven. Like how much it costs to actually ship a car from Georgia to Hawaii. Okay? You yeah, there's a reason there's a reason businesses put limits on things <laughs> and they spell out those limits so 
please, when you say free nationwide delivery, I, I'm just going to help Zach with the limit here. It's to the 48 contiguous states. Um, okay, it, that's it, folks. I'm, I'm telling you, point blank. I, you know, I'm a little older than him, and and I'm not. I, I don't scold my son publicly often, but no, you're not delivering cars to Hawaii for free. I'm gonna at least quote one after we get off the show and see what type of pill I was potentially going to swallow. But thank you for looking at me, Alfred Jorge says, "Is this the start of a Car Edge dealership?" We're working on it, Jorge. We're working on it, and if we have a dealership, I want to be very clear: there are no add-ons. There are no BS fees, nothing crazy like that. Uh, so we're working on it, Jorge. We're, we're taking strides in that direction, that's for sure. We need to be able to prove that we can you know, actually move some vehicles around. Uh, Brandon from Car Questions Answered says, you can pay me $25,000 and come co- sell cars at my dealership. Perfect, Brandon. Give me, <laughs> give me a text. Shoot me a text. <laughs> that's actually that's, now that, that's a bad deal. Maybe I'm not a good businessman. We can, can I can I explain something to Brent? We didn't give the dealer twenty five thousand dollars. Okay, we just sunk twenty five grand into it. Twenty five grand into it. I mean, you know, there were hotel rooms, there were there were meals, there were there was signage. There, I mean, it was airfare. It it was a lot of money. Okay, and and legitimately, we didn't charge him a dime to advertise it, and. We didn't charge him a dime for anything. <laughs> and 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 every time we would mention it on this show, that had value. Um, you know, I don't know how you was what what value you ascribe you would ascribe to it, but there is value to that. And uh, so so no, it wasn't like we walked in there, Brandon, and we stroked him a check for twenty five grand. Um, we just took twenty five grand out of our bank account um, for expenses to be able Still to prove a point. Though. I don't. I don't know and and we went. proved the point, and it was and it was the right point to prove. And I was proud of you for having done that. Sometimes you make an investment to be able to prove something. Um, so, uh, but we'll be more than happy, uh, Brandon, to charge you twenty five thousand. <laughs> May I say one thing? Yeah, go for it, pops. My dear friend, Brandon. Um, uh, he and I are, are set to have a conversation, I believe, tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock for yep. about an hour uh, that I'm truly looking forward to. And and um, Brandon's son is the closest thing I have to a grandchild. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And that'll be for those of you that are interested. Auto Insiders with Ray Shevska, my dad, a new podcast and videos will drop on Monday here on YouTube, that will be coming out um, in about a week and a half, a week from this upcoming Monday. October 30th is the first episode, so stay tuned. We really, really, really look forward to sharing that with everyone. I haven't listened to a single episode yet. I can't wait. I'll be tuning in. We'll be talking about them on the show. So there you go. Auto Insiders with Ray Shevska coming soon. I can't wait that. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I have a, an interview today uh, with someone and an interview with Brandon tomorrow. And uh, I believe we have Farzad coming up. And uh, it, it's it, it's just, I, I will tell you that that the hour invested is, is probably one of the best hours that I spend on any given day. Um, because mm. not only do we talk business, but I get to learn about the about the person that I'm having the conversation with. It's not just it's not just all about the car business. It's also about the person. 
Metals says I would buy a car from Car Edge right now. Metals, go to the website and just call us, man. We can definitely help you out. So please just go to the website, give us a call. We'll do our best to help you. And yes, Miss Kimberly Klein is also uh, one of the guests that has come on to the show. So you'll have an episode with her. So can't wait. Yes. Stay tuned, folks. That'll be out soon. Pops, enjoy your afternoon. Enjoy your interviews later today with your other guests. That, again, coming out on the show soon. We'll be back tomorrow for more news at, that you can use. Yep. At noon Eastern. 9 a.m. Pacific. Do we can we start to get an over under on collared shirts worn per week and odds that I wear a collared shirt tomorrow? What do you think, Dad? Well, can I tell you the truth? Can I tell you the truth? Can I yeah. tell you the truth? Yeah, please. So usually Laura and I do date night. My girlfriend Laura and I do date night on Friday nights. Yes. She's got a weekend trip with her girlfriends this weekend. So we're doing date night on Thursday night. Yes. I'm gonna be here late at the office. We also go to date night very early because we both go to bed early. So we're going to dinner at 530. I'm not going to be able to leave the office and go home and change. So I had to wear my date outfit, which I have. I love these. Oh, those. Yeah. No. My red shoes that I really like. And then I go, yeah. yes, I'm just trying to look good for date night. So I'm not no, going to wear and, and you look tomorrow. good. So so that means if there's no date night tomorrow night and and, and Laura's going to be away, uh, you're going to dress like a schlep tomorrow uh, for yeah. the show. Yeah. Okay, back to t-shirts tomorrow, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to hit the button. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah.